0: Welcome back to another episode of So I Got My VFA. If you're new here, my name is Kelsey, and this is a podcast where I talk about all of the things that I feel qualified to talk about because I have my VFA in musical theater. Just a few things before we get into the episode, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, And if you haven't already, make sure to leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and give me a download. That really helps me out. And with that being said, let's get into the episode. I'm just talking babbling this is what you came here for isn't it hello everyone welcome back to another week of me talking um we are (laughs) my guests are having sneeze attacks in the background here but Guys, oh, are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> it's because you put the pressure on me. <laughs> um, Today's a very special episode, guys. I'm so excited. This is the 20th episode of the podcast. I did not ever think I would make it here, but to celebrate, I have a very special episode with some very special people. Um, the first one, you know her, you love her. Um, she is back yet again to spit all of her knowledge of the musical theater at you. Everyone, give a warm welcome to the one, the only, Genevieve Taylor. It's me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the studio audience. I'm clapping for you. Yay. Everybody laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Do you have anything? anything to say? No. Okay. <laughs> and, guys, oh, my gosh, this is very exciting because I have my, like, Second official Genevieve's more like I'll call Genevieve's more like a co-host because she comes on every once in a while. But so technically, my first official guest of the podcast, um, he is spectacularly gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> I was gonna say single. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: He's single, you know. ladies. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Jake. That was a marvelous <laughs> introduction, Kelsey. Thank you for your time and energy introducing me. Um, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. Um, great face, talented, um, has a... <laughs> plethora of knowledge of theater, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for introducing Jake, me, Kelsey. you were,
0: you were supposed to send that to me before we started the podcast so that <laughs> I could introduce you with all of the clarity that you just gave to the audience.
2: I feel like what um, I said so was really, common knowledge. So, so. Really, <laughs>
0: so really what's happening here, people, is that Jake is just... Um, He's just not on it. He didn't send me the intro and just weren't. But this is Jake. Everybody welcome <laughs> oh Jake. Oh uh, Jake. Yay, Jake. Jake. is our friend. Uh, me and Genevieve's very special. I don't know why you're special, but you are, <laughs> baby. I mean, you I mean, are. Baby.
1: He's
0: our friend. I, I know
1: why Jake is a special friend to Genevieve. He was my first ever friend in New
0: York. Aww.
2: Aww. You're my first ever friend.
0: Aww. Okay, well, you know what? You guys can just do the podcast, and we'll chill back here, and it'll be like a romance. Podcast. All right, yeah. all right, let's do it. Um, hello, my okay, love. No, no. And welcome anyway. back.
2: <laughs> just so I got a BFA.
0: Okay, So I got my BFA. Oh, if we're sorry. gonna um do that. Let's at least
2: get the title right. Do, do my case. Okay.
0: Anyway, um, Jake is our friend from college. He is here on a visit to New York. Um, yeah, love vacation. Used, he used to live here, but he doesn't anymore because of the pandemic. But he'll be back.
2: Yep, he will. Thanks, Miss Romer, but I'll be back. (laughs) Soon, you'll see.
0: Anyway, don't get me copyrighted. If you guys remember when I first had Genevieve on the podcast, I did this um, guest Q&A lightning round of questions types of things. Um, I have the exact same set of questions from Miss Jake over here. Mm -hmm. He has no idea what they are, and um, they're pretty easy. I mean, you're a musical theater person, so like... These are easy. Oh my god! So I'm, like, don't no, me, it's but... literally just like a let's let's let the podcasters get to know you. you okay, know? okay. All okay. right. Ready? Yes. Okay. First thing that comes to your head, just like spit it out. All right. Favorite musical. Sweeney Todd. Oh, cute. Um, favorite Broadway actress.
2: Actress. Um, Audra McDonald.
0: Favorite Broadway actor.
2: Um. Um. Hmm. Actor. Um. Oh my god! I'm stressing out. Um. Uh. Bobby Steger. He's All in right. Big Fish. Um, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, actor, singer, dancer, or triple threat?
2: Oh, Am I one?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me for my favorite. Um, oh, I'm not a triple threat.
0: Oh, come uh, <laughs> on!
2: <laughs> I, I, singer, actor, for sure.
0: Okay, okay. Um, golden age or contemporary? Golden age, baby. Movies or TV shows? Uh, movies. Is eating in the theater rude or normal?
2: Um, I think <laughs> is rude. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I think that's rude. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> um now we're gonna do like a composer like show show off. So like right. I'm gonna give you two shows from a composer or okay. from the same composer and you're gonna tell me what you prefer. Okay. That. Into the woods or Sunday in the Park with George. Sunday in the Park. Mm. Wicked or Children of
2: Eden? Children of Eden.
0: Phantom of the Opera or Cats. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay. Um Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast.
2: Little Merm. <laughs> little hey.
0: Hey, and um dream role
2: dream role well it's prince eric so that's why i said little merm okay, so
0: little merm um and then most valuable thing you learned while getting your bfa
2: you are your biggest fan you gotta hype yourself that's up. that's right yeah, i that did not learn that exclusively from like a teacher but i learned it like with myself like, like throughout gotta, the process you gotta yeah. guess yourself you yeah know?
0: definitely that's Jake, everyone. Yeah. Yay. Jake. All right, you're relieved. You can leave now. Okay. Anyway, um, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, guys, let's talk about our weeks. How have how has everyone been?
1: I honestly, I just read that. I was like, this, this past week, what happened this past week? <laughs> I don't um, remember.
0: Yeah, very strange occurrence that happened today. This very day last year was our very last day at our conservatory before they announced the shutdown
2: absolutely insane isn't that crazy i never like would have guessed i would never go back to school
0: they i mean when they originally announced that it, it was only a, an extra week of spring break and yeah. we were supposed to go back but I, I guess it wasn't until the next week that they announced that it was like shut down for sure but like that this was our last day at cap
2: yeah. 21 yeah we I literally know. like we're in class like with a te like we were in a master class and then all of a sudden like I will always
1: I've always said I cannot believe that our last in-person class was with a teacher that none of us knew <laughs> no, like that's true. like it literally. was because it was a master
0: class yeah um, so we had someone brought in but the the thing that like breaks my heart every time I think about it is um, when we were in we were we were on zoom mm-hmm. with um, our practicum teacher and she said, if, we, if I had known that that mm-hmm. was our last day, we would have treated the day so differently. And that just, yeah. like, breaks my heart every single time. I literally broke down within the first 10 mm-hmm. minutes of that Zoom class. Like, I was yeah. so upset. But, um...
1: Do you know what I can't... Like, I mean, that was our last in-person class, but do you know what I can't believe was our, I think for all three of us, our last class was that 9 a.m. dance elective on Saturday. I think that was our last college class ever, like all three of us. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Because we had finished master classes Mm -hmm. at that Mm -hmm. point. We finished
1: everything. It was just that one last dance class. And I was like, honestly, it kind of feels a little fitting. It was kind of just like a, okay. We end on a normal, we're taking a very normal class class. It was just kind
0: of weird because it, it, I mean, we just logged on and then we didn't even like see all of our classmates. Mm -hmm. It was just like the people who were in that class specifically. And then we just logged off and it was over. It was so crazy. But full circle, we are filming our showcase
1: tomorrow, tomorrow, Mm
0: -hmm. which is so crazy. Literally a year later. It's, um, like,
1: it's, like, and it continues. Like, we left off on this day. We continue tomorrow. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Well,
0: that's insane. Isn't that crazy? Well, I I think I said this last week on the podcast, but, like, it's just so, like, it feels like we were in an alternate reality for a year. And then, like, jumped right back into it when we got on Zoom. Like, it was just so, it, it feels, it was a year, but it doesn't feel like it was, that long ago that we were it's been a year but it
1: really feels like it was maybe four months ago yeah it
0: honestly feels like i blogged on yesterday and was like hey i'm gonna sing this song for you now so insane but we are very excited to do that we are very 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 grateful for um the teachers who have continued to work to put this together for us the fact that they even made this happen for us is really really cool so
2: yeah mad respect for them for real yeah definitely
0: um, well, our weeks weren't that exciting, but, um, well, they were exciting, but I feel like some things that like I can't talk about on the podcast. We have a very exciting episodes. So I'm really excited to get into it. So let's go ahead and get into those weekly obsessions. This week's weekly obsessions, uh, I have a couple of them. So the first one is there are two movies that I don't think I've ever talked about on this podcast, but they are literally my favorite movies just, like, of movies in general, I am obsessed with Kate Hudson movies, and I don't know why. I just think that the movies that she happens to be a part of are so well-written. Well, written. she's also just, like, a sweetheart. And she's also a phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. Um, so... She's really good. My favorite movies and this week's Weekly Obsessions, and I'll talk to you, like, why it, like... Popped up to me that I should make this my weekly obsession, but my favorite movie of all time is Something Borrowed, and that's with uh, Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goodwin, and kind of about their relationship, and a guy gets thrown in the mix, and we see like what happens with that. And another one of my favorite movies is How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, but I talk about this because the other day I feel like you, Genevieve, were scrolling on Facebook. And there was a Netflix ad that said Something Borrowed was now streaming on Netflix. Right, right, right. And then we went and checked because I was like, if this is on Netflix, we are stopping what we are doing right now when we are watching this movie. I love it so much. And then we went and checked and it wasn't there. And I read through the comments and I just saw comments on comments that was like, it's not here, it's not here. And then someone in the UK was like, oh, well, it's streaming in the UK. And I was like, so it's not not streaming in the United States. I've been checking like every day. But I, I just love this movie so much, but I, I also want to talk about How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, because I think it's one of the best comedic movies, like, ever written. I don't know why, I just think it's so funny. Um, anyone else want to weigh in on these movies?
1: I mean, I love them both. Something Borrowed. I wouldn't, like, for Something Borrowed, that's not really, like, a ha-ha funny one for me. Right. I mean, I love, like, romantic movies. I'm a hopeless romantic, I am. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is really good. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah.
2: I've never seen either of them, so. I know, I'm really fake. I'm usually like, I love All Bob right, Collins, well, we know what we're
0: doing tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I'll
2: i be feel ready. like
1: I feel like I'll you'll like popcorn. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days better. Yeah, you will. Yeah.
0: Something, something borrowed, like, very specific. I just think I love it, because I really love both Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goodwin, and so, like, them mm. being in a movie together just, like, makes the movie for me. I also just like really love the the storyline and everything like that. But so that's the first weekly obsession, and the second weekly obsession is actually a song written by people that all three of us have worked with before. It was just recently put out on Facebook on Playbill's Facebook of Laura Osnes singing. It, it's a song called "When I See You Again," and it's it's written by Eric Price and Will Reynolds, who mm, we actually yeah. worked with. I've worked with um, I've worked with Eric twice, and then will once in college we had projects and the pop rock project we did emma a pop musical which ironically taylor louderman is now directing a version a zoom (laughs) version of so that'll be really interesting but i worked with him in that and then i worked with both eric we all three of us actually Mm -hmm. worked with both eric and will we actually wrote a musical as one of our um Creative Ensemble project in college where we all came together and like wrote music and wrote an entire musical. And they were like kind of our mentors and our directors and teachers on that project as a whole. So everyone go check it out. It's it's a song that they wrote about the pandemic. And it's a ba- basically, I listened to it just a minute ago. And it was, it's about when I see you again, when the world opens back up. Mm. And like the beauty that will come out of this time yeah. Um, it's really really pretty and Laura Osnes voice you know I mean, amazing so that's all I have for the weekly obsession part of it all does anyone else have any weekly obsessions this week or even, obsessions in general
1: I don't even oh my gosh Guess what's happening? Like, probably, oh no, not right now, but earlier.
0: <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is back! That's right, it can't, it, it's tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Genevieve and I will have a whole review for next week. Um, Jake might be there for next week, so yeah. see, he's going to be here for a while, so uh, we might all have a review on that Grey's Anatomy episode for next week, but that's very exciting. You watch Grey's Anatomy? no oh hey my god i'm so fake okay. you, I, no I no things.
1: honestly nobody watches Grey's Anatomy anymore it's
0: it's true i i'm just like a person who like once i start something i have to finish yeah, it i'm, too I'm connected. Like, it's I'm, time to
1: end i'm just <laughs> feels differently <laughs> i'm too connected I, that show could go forever i don't care how bad it gets i
2: will always be in love with Grey's
0: Anatomy yeah mm-hmm. jake
2: any obsessions? Any obsessions? Um, I don't... <laughs> I don't know if this one counts, if we're doing this as obsessions, but um, I have this well, new Starbucks drink okay. that I've gotten, like, far too many times this week. Like, I'm surprised. I'm, like, not sick of it. Um, I saw it on TikTok. There's this girl, Anna.
0: Oh, I he love it, her. Yeah. She's my favorite TikToker. She's
2: hilarious. Like, and...
0: Whatever, Charlie Miller Like, yeah, sort of step aside. Really Anna is where it's at. I, she's my favorite TikToker.
2: Yeah, she's a real person, too. Like, she's mm-hmm. not. So, whatever. Um,. But she With comfort.
0: <laughs> One hundred million followers are gonna come for
2: me. Oh, oh my god! No, no, no. We
0: love Charlie. I just think that like Anna. I, I don't I... love Charlie. Okay, well okay. that <laughs> is not my words anyway.
2: <laughs> comfort Genevieve Taylor. Um,
1: Genevieve underscore Taylor. You can find her.
2: <laughs> but Lizzo like duetted the video and was like, I love it, um, and so loves the drink, and it's a um, iced. Matcha green tea latte with two pumps of chai. It's super simple, Mm. but it's so good. It's like, it's just like smooth and like not too like sugary or anything like that and it's not like bitter it's just like this, a really good taste and I've gotten it way too many times this week
1: because th- it's not too sugary it's not for Kelsey
0: hey now I feel it. Like I love ch- I feel like that mixes like two things that I really love yeah really you
2: seriously hate. would love it,
0: no. it like, <laughs> I hate matcha though.
2: you would love it
0: okay
1: matcha flat you. out tastes like whipped broccoli <laughs> cheese. <changed laughs> <by laughs> my it tastes heart. like <laughs> not. I literally so I ordered a matcha latte once thinking it was gonna be like this sweet Sweet green, like latte. I tasted it and I was like, wow, this just brought me back to being eight months old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're eating <even> like Gerber. <laughs>
1: I
0: personally think it tastes like brass. Oh, no, other bye. I have it's good. other opinions of that.
2: Lizzo approved. Lizzo it's your Lizzo, favorite TikTok No, approved. listen,
0: it is Lizzo and Anna approved. I just like, you know, I'll try it.
2: Yeah, you're gonna try it. Okay, with, I'll your get one and all, free,
0: with your free Starbucks drink since you work there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my free subscription. Yeah, because yeah,
0: right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love this. This is so fun. Can you guys do this every week? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that that wraps up the weekly obsessions.
2: Yeah, weekly obsessions. So now
0: I added this segment last week. This is kind of a part of the weekly obsessions, but it's kind of like also its own thing. I've decided to read a play every week. People f- who don't know Genevieve and Jane. You're Jake.
2: reading a whole play for this podcast? <laughs>
0: A whole play that's like eighty pages.
2: Like Kelsey's, right now,
0: Kelsey's a reader. What do you mean, like right now? No, I'm not reading it right now. But I'm like, I read a play a week. <laughs> that's not even a lot. Some people. Read I thought you meant day.
2: you're about to pull out a play and read it. I was like, this podcast is gonna be so long.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm done. I do prep work. Jake, okay. Where yeah, I yeah. read the plays beforehand okay, and then I talk about. it. to be now. rude. <laughs> Um, anyways, so, I've talked about this play before, I've actually read it before, but I was just, like, needing, like, a a comfort play, but it's not really that comforting, because it's kind of sad, but it's also, like, I love the play, mm-hmm. but, um, I haven't talked about it in a play of the week type of format, but I've talked about it as weekly obsessions, but, and that's in an old episode, so if you'd like to hear that, you can go listen to a couple of my older episodes, I don't know which one, so you'll just have to listen to all of them, I guess, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, The play of the week is The Wolves. And it is about this soccer team. Basically just every week is a new scene and they're playing a new team every week. But the storyline is about the lives of these girls. None of them have names except. So we find out a couple of the girls' names towards the end of it, because it becomes relevant. Have either of you guys read The Wolves? No. No. It's like my favorite play.
2: Okay, the wolves.
0: okay definitely go check oh, it out noted. you too um it is it's just it's and I love it because it's so like the dialogue just flows it's so real it's actually a little bit tricky to read because there's so much overlapping because it just like that's the way the the author decided to to craft it mm-hmm. um but it's such a good play it's I, I love reading just like every day like, conversation types of plays, where yeah. it's nothing, like... I mean, there is, like, heightened drama, especially at the end. And these girls are going through, like, normal things that, like, you know... They're, like, 15, 16-year-old oh. girls, so they're going through things that, like, those... Ages of girls go through and you mm-hmm. see that kind of happen throughout the show, and then like something I don't want to spoil it, but something Jennifer's having another sneeze attack over here. <laughs> My allergies decided to creep up this week because like the temperatures the rose. Changed.
2: Oh, that's so another thing. I've been like about.
1: ever since you said it yesterday, it's just gotten worse. Like I started sneezing today. <laughs> oh no. Kelsey sounded it. I brought it, it me She was like, Are you sick? And I was like, I don't wait. Maybe I am sick. No, I'm not sick. It's just sneezing and No, the weather has been
0: so nice here lately, though. We went out today just, like, on a walk through Central Park, and it was just so beautiful. We ate outside. It was great. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to the play. Um, (laughs) It's just, like, I just just love reading plays like that. Something uh, happens at the end of it, so stay tuned for that. As far as monologues go, there's really not a lot of material for monologues. I would say that there's maybe one instance that you can pull and piece together a monologue from the show. But the show is really just like it's back and forth banter between the girls and them getting ready to play soccer that evening it sounds so basic but like you just have to read it you just have to you have to understand it you two need to read it because I'm gonna put you on to it but um <laughs> that's the play of the week it's called the wolves um I'm sure if you just oh the reason I wanted to talk about this is because they just announced that they were going to stream the wolves on Broadway on demand mm. and I don't have Broadway on demand but I might be getting it because I have yeah. been searching for a, like a bootleg of this for forever. I need to see it. It's it's one is thing Broadway to Broadway on Demand
1: different from Broadway HD?
0: I don't know. Maybe it is Broadway HD. Maybe I. If,
1: I what is Broadway on Demand?
2: I think they're the same thing. I
0: feel like I. If, yeah, but that I might think be you can call it because. I feel like when I looked it up, it was called Broadway on Demand. It's I, it, yeah. it might be the same thing. I think it is the same thing. But I'm, I might have to, like, sign up for, like, a free subscription. Yeah. For, like, free seven days just Look, to watch that because... To be complaining, oh, I, I, I think I signed
1: up for a free trial a couple years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if my stupid head didn't
2: cancel the subscription.
0: <laughs> yeah, you tend to do <laughs> that. Don't balance your
2: books? <laughs> Genevieve!
0: Oh, okay. I <laughs> this is a podcast about theater yeah. and okay. fun times yeah. and we are talking about talk checking about the, accounts. Let's talk about the musical. Alright. Very good segue, Genevieve. <laughs> let's go ahead and move into the musical of the week. This is my favorite part mm. of the podcast even though I say that with every part of the podcast but I really do enjoy talking about this. The musical of the week this week is drumroll <laughs> Next to Normal! Woo! <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Hey, Genevieve are my, like, um, humanized soundboard that I've been talking about wanting to have on this so that I can just, like, push a button. I listen to—this is a podcast plug, but I listen to a podcast called Gilmore Guys, which I'm sure if you— Sounds terrible. No, it's—
2: Sounds like guys. who talk about Gilmore Girls?
0: It's exactly what it is. Okay. But they have, like, a soundboard, and sometimes they'll just, like— they'll, like, insert lines that— they say on Gilmore Girls, like, funny lines. Like, you know when Paris... I'm looking at Genevieve right now because we're watching it together. But when Paris goes, Mucho mac and cheese! In that one episode... Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's very good. If you want
1: a soundboard, just go to, like, any elementary school book fair. You'll be able to get one of those.
0: Okay. Well, then I'll check the elementary school book fairs out for some soundboards. But anyway.
1: You heard it
0: here, folks. Anyway, the musical of the week is next to normal. I'm very excited to get into this. I have a lot of opinions, as I'm sure these guys do, too. Um, Actually... Jake watched it for the first time ever last night yes. and he is now like listening to the soundtrack Ten on repeat.
2: <laughs> I cried in the shower listening to it today. And
0: To be honest, guys, yesterday was only the second time I'd ever seen it because I never got on the hype when it was all hyped up. But freshman year, everyone was hyping it up. And one of my good friends was like, you have to watch it. And then I watched it. But I feel like I kind of only like barely watched it. Um, But we'll talk about like why and like the reasons and everything. But I will say that I was sobbing at the end of it last night.
2: I was trying to like contain myself. I was like, okay, I'm around Kelsey. I'm not gonna cry. Even though, like, I was feeling it on the inside. And then I look over and Kelsey's sobbing, like, glasses <laughs> off, tears streaming down my face, like, looking at me, like, looking for comfort. And, <laughs> like, and
0: it was nowhere to be found. Jake was like, I'm not going to I was cry. Like,
2: no, I'm good.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so we're gonna start off with the stage agent synopsis. All right, here we go. <clears throat> oh, by the way, there are a ton of spoiler alerts, so we're just gonna get ready for that. If you don't want if you would like to pause the podcast and go watch the musical if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. There's many bootlegs, and um not saying that I condone that whatsoever, but yeah, no, bootlegs, don't watch. No no, but I will say that I'm about to spoil some things. So <clears throat> next to normal is the story of Diana Goodman and her family. Traumatized by the death of her infant son from an undiagnosed intestinal obstruction, Diana has lived with bipolar depressive disorder and delusional episodes for the past 17 years. The illness has affected everyone in her life and has nearly torn her family apart on several occasions. With subject matter rendered achingly recognizable by Brian Yorkey and a dynamic energetic pop rock score by Tom Kitt, Next to Normal is a show that enables a small group of actors to showcase powerhouse vocals while exploring pressing contemporary issues of trauma, loss, mental health treatment, and the meaning of family. What do we think, guys? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was good.
0: Would you say that that, like, summed it up pretty well? Sometimes I feel with stage Asian, it goes over, like, it almost sums it up, like, too much. It's almost more like a teaser than a summary. Yeah, I agree. I feel
2: like some of that was unnecessary. I feel like Just, like, covering, like... To the point, you know? Yeah, contemporary issues is, like, a big part of it. And, like, talking about the score. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't even look on Wikipedia for this. Well, no, I did, actually. Because I used This segment used to be called the Wikipedia synopsis. Mm -hmm. And then Wikipedia was really just, like, slacking. So I changed it to the stage agent synopsis. And sometimes they just just go... But they could go too into it too much. But I I don't hate it, but, like...
2: I mean, everything's right. It's fitting. That's
0: right. That's... Everything is right. So, first of all, what are your overall thoughts of the shows, guys? Like, what are, what are we thinking?
1: I mean, I've always loved Next to Normal since I was in high school. But, like, to be honest, watching it last night, I was like, why was I so obsessed it's with this show? It's almost different when you're
0: watching it to, like, kind of analyze it more than just mm-hmm. watching it as a show in general. Because I know I was coming up with so many notes that were like, why is this here? And, and this doesn't make sense. And why is this like this? And it was just like... It, it almost, like, kind of takes the fun out of it when you're when you're watching it, like, analytically. But, Jake, you were watching it for the first time and probably not analyzing it. So, what were your overall thoughts?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew this part kind of stinks, but I knew the shock factor of what, like, happens and what, like, like the dialogue or, like, the, the lyrics tell you um, in, what, after, like, 20 minutes of the show when you find some stuff out. Right. And I already knew that. So, I think that kind of, I think at, like, a young age, that probably, like, just like covering that those kind of issues and like that drama probably like hit people in a way that like didn't hit me as like a twenty something mm-hmm. watching this for the first time or like finding stuff out for the first time. Um but I still thought it like was incredibly done. I wish there would have been more um like dialogue.
0: That out. that was one of my big notes. Yeah. It almost feels like it's trying to be a mega musical in the sense yeah. where there's very little dialogue. But then through some of the songs I feel like I don't get I don't get... I There are moments where storyline is told through song where it would mm-hmm. be more effective if it was like a scene between the two characters because you almost miss yeah. the dynamic. I, I think one of the biggest relationships that I miss almost is like I want more of the Natalie-Diana yeah. relationship. I want to see more of that, but it almost seems like it just gets kind of... And there are moments where we see the two of them like butt heads and then we have maybe and we see them reconcile slightly, but it's just like that relationship is so rich that I wish there was more like confrontation, like through dialogue rather than just through song.
1: I mean, to kind of play like the devil's advocate though, I think that's kind of the point is that they don't have a relationship because she is so invested in the son. That they don't have a relationship. And that's why you don't see... Yeah, that.
0: but I almost want to see more of, like, that tension. It's almost like yeah. they're... It's, it just kind of is, like, glossed over. Yeah, almost. the moments
2: they are together on stage or close or interacting, it's so, like, I don't know, blase mm-hmm. of a relationship that you can't, like, even understand why Natalie's mad. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: And I... Because... And then we, like, Natalie as a character. First of all, I want to talk about Natalie. <laughs> how Natalie is literally every girl from, like, 15 to age, like, 25's dream role. And I'm just sitting here like, why is that? I just don't. It's
1: because we all discovered her when we were young and angry.
0: Oh, during mm-hmm. the angst years. Yeah, we
1: during the angst years is when we all discovered her and we never got our chance Somewhere, because like she's a, time now. she
0: is an interesting character. I just feel like her like journey throughout the show, from what she goes to to what she becomes, is a really interesting journey to play. But it's almost like why is like why is she the token like every every girl's dream? I don't know. It's almost like I I mean my I feel like my dream is to play Diana, but I love the crazy girl roles. I I love like getting into those roles and figuring it out like what what makes them who they are and and how things affect them especially approaching it from this is like a different perspective than playing like someone who's like evil and like insane in that type of way but this is like a different way of approaching it but I don't know I just feel like I would love to play Diana maybe even over Natalie
1: I mean that's that's fine yeah that's fair yeah
2: That also gives you, like, a lot, um, I think, like, playing Diana, you have, like, your work's not cut out for you as an actor. You have to, like, find things and figure it out. You have to do, like, your work on that and, like, not to, like, diminish Natalie as a character, but, like, she is, like Genevieve said, she's just, like, the angsty teenager in all of us. And, you know, Diana, you have to, like, really deal with some, some dark stuff to figure it out. And that would be, like, Mm -hmm. very interesting and probably rewarding as an actor. Yeah,
0: Definitely. I almost feel like this show doesn't work if you don't have a strong actor, actress playing Diana. Oh
2: yeah, she has to be a powerhouse actor It has for sure. to be,
0: and oh my gosh, let's talk about Alice Ripley because cool I'm line. obsessed with her. She's so, first of all, she's so interesting. Um, that voice is so
2: Yeah, I, I there's not even a word
0: Well, it's not weird, it's just like, different and you don't hear but like it doesn't even matter because yeah. at that point you're just like the acting her her ability to act
2: yeah and like
0: there was a point I think we when Jake and I looked at each other and it was like her crazy eyes are like yes. insane yes. um I think when she was singing I Miss the Mountains mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite songs in the show because of just like the symbolism of like I miss the mountains as to what like she's really talking about. Yeah. It's just like so smartly crafted. And I just think that it's really, really well done. That's one of my one of my favorites in this.
2: There was a scene and she was completely profile and I totally understood her like acting beat. It was so clear yeah. and and this is I I'm not sure where the next to normal theater where it was on Broadway um but it, it was very far away and I, I clearly understood her beat and she simply did like next to nothing it yeah. was just whatever she was feeling was so clear
0: there was a, a point I think it was when we were watching when we were rewatching mm-hmm. um there's a world yeah there's a world. there's a world she just like had a moment where she just went and yeah. I, for those of you can't <laughs> see she just like yeah, I'm glad
2: you guys she, saw what she, did.
0: she had a moment and I was like that was so smart like yeah. that was so beautifully crafted and yeah I just I feel like without like someone strong playing Diana who like really understands the role and can really get into it it the show just kind of like falls because it's almost like the other characters I don't think they're I don't think they're written that well
2: no um and I, I feel like this is kind of piggybacking off what We're being very,
0: very critical of it. I just want to say that. Like, the show is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. We're just being super, super critical.
2: Yeah, we're picking it. Um, But, like, Kelsey said this last night, but Alice Ripley in this role is a prime example that, like, not that acting will get you the job, I think, is what we're going with. And Alice Ripley's voice, like we said, is so unique. It's not, like... I'm not saying she has a bad voice at all. She's good. Like, if you've ever listened to Sideshow, you know that. Mm-hmm. She's, she, sis, can sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, her acting fully, like, if, if she couldn't act like that, the singing wouldn't, wouldn't, there, this wouldn't be a show. Like, yeah. Like, you needed her acting Exactly. Skills.
0: It just takes it to a whole other level. Um... And I, I just like as far as like char- other characters, I feel like we have the subplot with mm-hmm. Natalie and Henry, which I don't even like that much because it yeah. almost it almost like draws it, it draws like attention from away mm-hmm. from the like, and I and I, I know that they do it for because we, we have to see Natalie like change yeah. as a person. But it almost, like, pulls focus so much from the normal plot, and it's almost, like, underdeveloped, too. I don't know. I
1: said, I said last night that I think the point, I mean, for me, my interpretation of it is I think the point of Natalie and Henry's relationship is the foreshadowing that she's going to follow. And, like, they're Mm -hmm. going to follow in her parents' footsteps. Mm -hmm. Like, because especially, like, at the end, in in the third hay, where he's like, she's like, what if I go crazy? And he's like, that's fine
0: yeah <laughs> he's like you
1: can go crazy it'll be fine yeah and
0: I I get that I just almost wish that I think that it's 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 trying to be bigger than what it is because I either want that storyline to be richer like I want more than just like the like small interactions we see with them mm-hmm. actually I just want to say like I think I want more I want more like richness in that storyline yeah. I don't think I want it to go away because you're right it isn't imp- very important to the plot line um, and to see that Natalie is just, like, going in the same direction as her mom. But, yeah, I just want, like, I wish there was more richness. Which is yeah. another, like, going back to, like, saying I just wish there was more dialogue. Yeah. And more scenes, um, between the characters as a whole.
2: Yeah, I agree, but I, I feel like, like Genevieve did before, playing devil's advocate, I feel like you can justify any, any way they wrote this, even if it's factual or not. hmm Like... Just the way they're so underdeveloped and kind of... Not irrelevant, but, like, you leave the theater thinking about certain things. And oh, for sure. It, and the fact that Natalie and Henry's relationship probably isn't one of them is, I feel like, could be the point, you know? Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're so focused on other things that, like... I kind of viewed the whole show only from Diana's, like, brain. Like, I tried to watch yeah. the whole thing, and, like, I think... You know, it's so small, and it's just little things you know as an actor, because you're you're seeing the whole show from Diana's point of view. The way everything goes is her point of view, almost. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the little pieces, you know, of Natalie are, like, kind of probably the things she hears about, because she only pays so much attention to
0: Oh, me. definitely. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. That's a really, really, really smart way to look at it, actually.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... And then, like again, like viewing it from Diana's brain, like mm-hmm. when we see her interactions with the yeah. son, it's so real, mm-hmm. and uh, like so real to the point to where when they say my brother died before I was born, mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw this show and when that happened, I literally was confused. I had to, I had to pause it and look up, like a, on Wikipedia. I literally looked up on Wikipedia the the plot line. And it was like, she's hallucinating him because I didn't even understand that. I was like, what do you mean he died before you were born? He's right there. Yeah. What did I miss? I was... It, it's just like done. It's the boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? He's dead? That's crazy. My jaw hit the ground. And they do it... They reveal it in such a smart way, too. Yeah. That it's, it's almost like... Because it's not... At the end, it's not, they don't reveal it at the beginning, obviously. It's not like an act one yeah. finale moment. It's literally like, it just comes out of the middle of no another matter. day at their house. Yeah, right, so. and, and you have to just, it, the audience is totally not expecting it at mm-hmm. all. And uh, yeah, so I think that the way that they reveal the big secret is really, really, yeah, really done really, long. really well. Did anyone else while watching this feel like Darvin Hansen kind of has like the same plot line in, like, a different web. <laughs> I, I mean, to like,
1: be completely honest, I've never seen Dear Evan Hansen, and mm-hmm. I've never, like, done a whole lot of research on it. Like, I know some of the songs, but, to, like, I, I can't speak on that because I don't really know.
0: Not so much the same, like, plot line, but almost, almost, like, the same... Vibe. Vibe. Yeah, I was, I got like...
2: the
0: same energy. The, I mean, I listened to the opening of this, and I was like... And this was done before Dear Evan Hansen, and honestly probably done better but um um, but if you want to hear more thoughts on that you can go listen to my Dear Evan Hansen podcast but I the opening this opening what's it called Just Another Day and Anybody Have a Map they're like the exact same song and then you have you know a, a dead ghost vision of your figment of your imagination kind of leading you and telling you what to do and, like, how to make people remember them. I was just like, why are these the same show and I'm just now realizing it? Um, But anyway, just a side note on that. Let's... I want to talk about the production value a little bit of the show.
2: Yeah.
0: I thought the set design was really, really cool. I think it's done really well as far as, like, seeing, like, the the different windows and it's because it's almost like... I know that's done to, like, separate the scenes, but it's also, like, to separate, like, parts of Diana's brain. Yeah, yeah, that's,
2: um, I was thinking that, too, because, like, the way the, um, the cover art is, you know mm -hmm. how, like, the, the musical line is, like, where her brain is, Mm -hmm. it's, like, crumpled up? Yeah. And, like, looking at the house as her actual head is, like, what I saw the whole time, and even, there's moments when, um, Gabe is up in the attic by Mm -hmm. himself, and I was, like, that explains so much because that is something she created in her head. Like, mm-hmm. the way this teenage boy looks right now is simply in her head. And, like, right. the way it's broken down into pieces of her is so interesting. And, I, like, I'm sure if I read more into it, I could analyze each level. But, yeah. I'm
0: curious. I I, I kind of want to look it up if they've won. Did they win Best Direction for this?
2: Mm, for this musical? I don't know.
0: They didn't win Best Direction. <laughs> but... I feel like they should, they should have just yeah. for the sense of what you just said. Yeah. Just, like, crafting the stage as a figment of Diana's brain and what's going yeah. on in that. And, I, again, like, I mean, the eyes on the wall, they're so, yeah. they can be seen to the normal, like, viewers, just like, oh, it's just, like, wall art. But, like, crazy people like us who, like, can pick things out like that. Yeah. It's like, no, that's, like, that's her eyes. Like, this is her This is a a creation of what's going on in her head and, like, everything. And it's just so...
2: Yeah, that's interesting because there's scenes up there and I'm... I mean, again, I'd have to watch it to, like, figure this out. But, like, there's scenes up there with Natalie and it's some of the only, like, moments that Diana picks up from, from her, Mm -hmm. like, Natalie. So I'm wondering if maybe, like, that eye is, like, representative of the things that Diana sees in real time and Mm -hmm. that like, other areas of her house and brain are the things that are, like, not real. Like, the kitchen is something very real because that's where Natalie and her husband are. But, like, again, the attic is where we've seen Gabe Gabe, before.
0: like, almost all the time. Yeah,
2: so... he's just, like, up there. Maybe that eye is, like, showing the things that she really does see.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting to think about. I guess speaking while we're on the Tony talk... There's a bit of controversy yeah. over who won the Tony and if Next to Normal should have won the Tony. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've never seen Billy Elliot, so I I can't speak to that note mm-hmm. of it all. But um, have either of you guys? I've seen, seen Billy Elliot. So I have not. So.
2: So did the Billys win that year?
0: Billy won that year.
2: It w- was it. It was Billys or.
0: No, no, no! I'm talking about the musical.
2: Oh. Like okay. Movie. Okay. So I thought Billy you
0: meant won, and then this was nominated rock of ages was nominated and, okay, yeah, and good old trek Shrek. <laughs> which okay. i talked about last week
2: <laughs> and billy elliott won billy
0: elliott won i buy
2: it i okay. buy it i think next to normal is wonderful uh my vote would have been between those two but mm-hmm. um
0: alice did win for best actress
2: yeah well deserved for sure right. uh well yeah i mean I else she was up against but obviously well deserved um, she was fantastic
0: I don't know, the only one that comes to is Sutton right now. Because <laughs> I just, I knew she would uh, call Yeah, of course her. she did. But she wasn't going to win for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's bad. But anyway, um, no, yeah, Alice 100% deserved that Tony. But yeah, I feel like, I haven't seen Billy Elliot, but I mm. feel like it was crafted more to win Best yeah. Musical. Next to Normal came from Off-Broadway. And... Yeah they transferred to Broadway and a lot of times that doesn't always work. Yeah. But I think that they made a transition to Broadway in a way that like it made sense, but I still feel like it was really the intent of the show was to be off Broadway, Mm -hmm. like small set sign, a small cast. um, Just, I feel like there was like more room for it to be successful off Broadway than on Broadway, even though it was Mm -hmm. a big success. Um, it just didn't win Best Musical, but like whatever. But I almost feel like there are some shows that are just like more suited to be off Broadway than on.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think of like a theater timeline right now, but I mean, this was only 2007, 2008,
0: 2009. Well, this I think it opened in 2008, and okay. it, it was part of the 2009 Tony.
2: What a weird year,
1: 2009. <laughs> you just you said were... 2009, and I was like, what happened in
2: 2009?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe my points
2: probably moved them, because I was going to say, like, maybe Billy won because of its, like, it's closer to, like, a traditional, like, New York Broadway musical. Right. Um, and Next to normal's kind of, I feel like there's a certain time in the 2000s when was... we started to get on topics. It was almost
0: one of the first, I want to say besides Spring Awakening, yeah which like really like deep dived into
1: issues. Mm-hmm. Topics yeah. like this.
0: Um So yeah, I, you're probably right in the yeah. sense that people were looking more for the the big um yeah. musicals than the, the deep issues and now it's yeah. all about deep issues. Yeah. <laughs> it, it,
2: I mean, it might have still been like uncomfortable and I mean, it's always going to be uncomfortable oh, yeah. but like you know now we kind of live for it because like i think our generation's so willing to talk about those things and discuss it but maybe definitely. you know in 2008 2009 it was still kind of like oh a musical about depression and mental stuff definitely. not depression well yeah depression definitely depression. depression. never
0: mind yeah and mental illness and everything yeah. like that um okay now i want to talk about favorite like songs or songs that we think work really well and then songs that like maybe didn't work so well Mm. and and stuff like that i know that i have favorite songs that i feel like are are everyone's favorite songs i i love um i miss the mountains because of the like metaphors that we see we see in that song and i just think it's written really really well and it's almost like if you've not, if you're not paying attention you're like what is she singing about but yeah. like when you are it, it's just so it's crafted in such a way where it's like she misses like feeling anything. Yeah. And and she displays that through the song. Oh my gosh, I literally wrote it down But she says I miss the pain. Like she literally misses like just like feeling anything and I just think that that is that was really real, well crafted.
1: Yeah. I'm Alive was my favorite song in all of musical theater for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> it I, just was. <laughs>
0: before I really knew Next to Normal, I knew I'm Alive and yes, I thought yes, it was yeah. a pop song.
1: I'm for Alive sure. got yeah. made me find Next to Normal. Like I liked I'm Alive before... I liked Next to Normal.
0: Also, Aaron Tveit singing it, just like... It's my boy right there. Sexy I think, man, I think he's,
1: I think he, he's the guy I said was my favorite actor when I did my introduction questions. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, uh, I mean, I know it was Aaron Tveit,
0: so maybe it's still his <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he's so good as well. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't get he's nominated. Incredible. He didn't get nominated? Well, maybe he got... No, I don't think he did. He I think he's done. the only one. I think, um... The uh, Dan, Natalie, and Diana got nominated. I'm it's not low, sure he low. got nominated, I know, but like, I mean, him and the doctor were just chilling. But I mean, the like, come on, good. like, he's about to win a Tony for just being the only one nominated this <laughs> year, so so, <laughs> so whatever. Um, another one I really love is Superboy and the Invisible Girl. Yeah, I yeah, I love Wish I Were Here. Oh, that one's so, so good because. The way that, again, like the way, like the interaction that happens when they both trip at the same Mm -hmm. time.
1: Oh, 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 songs. This is not in the Broadway version, but in the off-Broadway version, the song that was ultimately replaced by Maybe in the off-Broadway, I had never, well, I guess I can't say I'd never heard it, but like, I kind of forgot about it, but like, people did that scene in college. I cry so hard at that song. Like...
0: It, I don't know. I just the love The song it. that replaced Maybe?
1: No, 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 no. Maybe is what replaced that song. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. That's what it
1: meant. Yeah. What's it called?
0: I don't know, but we oh, do it as Oh, everything anyone a scene. ever
1: told you is wrong. <gasps> oh,
0: yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we do oh. it as a scenic and yeah. a cap. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh, you're right. That mm-hmm. was a really, really good song that I feel like people don't know about. No, yeah, no. people
1: really don't know And there's know another
0: about. song that was cut for Natalie that Growing I, up
1: unstable.
0: Yeah, that one's a really, really good song too, that not a lot of people know about. I that know was it cut. too well. <laughs> <laughs> We okay. know, we know. <laughs> um, but yeah, those songs are all great and then I feel like songs they're they're the thing about this feeling like a mega musical thing, there's almost too many songs and there are a lot of songs that are kind of like okay, we don't necessarily need this. Maybe we could have turned this. This is what I mean by I wish there was dialogue instead of song because it's like I almost wish that we had seen these like these moments through um, just like straight dialogue rather than songs. Anyone want to chime in here? No, I mean. I mean, it felt you borderline said it. operetta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I
2: can't explain, but.
0: Yeah. Rock opera. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know another one that just like really got me was He's Not Here.
2: Oh, uh, stop that! That's
0: like, mm. and then straight into you don't know. Are you kidding me? Like that moment in the show is so alive. Like it's just so like, I'm rich. Alive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. Oh, and then he sings, "I am the one." Anyway, so there. Before we wrap the musical up, there are two very important mo like journeys in the show that I want to talk about. I don't talk about with you guys. It's The first one is Natalie's whole journey. Yeah. And then the second one is Dan's, the father's Mm -hmm. journey throughout this show. And how they start as one thing and through the trauma of Diana's um, breakdowns, suicide attempts, memory loss, hardships, everything that she goes through, how the two of those characters change. And how their journey like progresses because of everything that happens. Yeah. So I guess like we could start with Natalie. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the most like obvious, like in your face mm-hmm. change. Creppy Yale
1: wannabe. Yeah. Turns, into a drug turns, addict.
0: turns drug addict and uh, I know like Genevieve and I had this conversation yesterday, but like I know it's not. Henry's fault that she started doing hard drugs but I feel like I don't like Henry's character very much because it almost feels like except for at the end I guess but it almost feels like he was just there to like influence her to like become someone who she wasn't and to just like push her in further into doing that like almost like made her accept that like doing these things will like help alleviate the pain that my mother has caused me for the past 16 years of my life
1: Well, we also have to remember when this was written, like, this is when, like, talking about drugs and, like, this is, like, completely unbiased, like, no opinion based, but this was written during the whole, like, marijuana is the gateway drug, Mm -hmm. like, mindset that everyone had, so, like, they might have been trying to, like, showcase that.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And is her, is her journey justified? Like, is it justified that she pops pills to, like deal with the stuff I don't, I mean, in my opinion it's not ever justified to turn to that kind of stuff. I've never gone through the trauma of having a mother who literally disregards my entire existence because she can't get over yeah. um, the death of a child uh, her previous child so I don't know what I would do in that situation. But I, I wouldn't like, say I'm,
1: it's necessarily up to justification I think it's the parallel of like how they're both using drugs yeah, and how, um... Like, it's funny because, like, Natalie doesn't want to feel where Diana wants to feel, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. It's, like, the parallels of that because they're yeah. kind of going, like, up and downstream.
2: Yeah, and I don't know, like, the timeline of the show, like, perfectly, but I'm wondering if she starts using at the same time. She's noticing the drugs that the doctor is giving Diana is working for her, so maybe, she, like, because this whole her... Diana coping for 16 years is, like, one of the only things Natalie knows about, like, her mom and what's going on with her mom. Well, it's funny
1: because they're taking the same drugs. Yeah. Because Natalie is just sneaking them out of the medicine cabinet.
2: Right, exactly. I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I almost, like, it's so sad that... And then I feel like she she almost, like, gets back to herself at the end. But it's just so sad that someone with, like, so much potential... Can just like, just go through that type of stuff, and it's right. it's almost it's it's almost like a story of like you never know what's going on inside. Yeah. Someone's like brain yeah. and 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 what's going on in their life because like, who looks like the perfect, Yale piano protege like on the outside is like suffering on the inside, and you never know what's going on with that.
2: Yeah. But
0: I feel for Natalie. I mean, I really do. I I just don't know if. Uh, I agree with her journey. But Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Um, I think the person I feel most bad for mm. in this entire show is the father. Yeah. He, he just that tries man his best. Sticks with it throughout all because he loves her. And yeah. like he doesn't he can't imagine a life without her, and he can't imagine not being there for her no matter what she's struggling with. And he really does he just he tries his best with everything i think that he has flaws of course as well but it's just like it's almost like when she leaves him at the end Mm -hmm. that's why i was sobbing because he sticks with her for 18 (coughs) years of this stuff and you think about like they never really had a life where she wasn't
2: it was very short. It Wasn't edge. like this yeah. because
0: I mean I for how I guess we don't know their entire backstory or however long they were dating beforehand, but it, it's almost like he this has just been a part of his life. Yeah. And when she leaves, it's like it's it's like there's an emptiness. Yeah. And it, I just feel so bad for him. Well, yeah. oh,
2: loving letting love go. Yeah. Kind of yeah. My my part of his journey that got me is the same scene she leaves. Or it's the scene after she leaves, but. It's the moment when he sees Gabe and they interact. It's like yeah. it shows you that he's had the same thoughts that Diana's had. He because he's seeing Gabe as this adult or I mean, borderline mm-hmm. adult boy in the same way that Diana's seen him and it, it shows that he's he has the same thoughts she has. He just it shows the parallels of how humans cope with things. He mm-hmm. copes with it in a very like not normal, because I don't like that word, but it's a, a very, like, he, he, he yeah. takes it in, like, everything, grain of salt, like, trying to cope with it in a healthy mm-hmm. way, and the way her brain and the chemicals work just took it in such a different way, but it just shows all the things he's repressed for so long, and the things that she couldn't come to terms with, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. It, it was very heartbreaking to see that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And do we think, I mean, I know that they say in the show that the episode started happening when Mm -hmm. he died. But do we think Diana always had some form of, like, mental illness beforehand and it was just, like, really gassed up because of the traumatic event? Or do you think that it was completely brought on about... Like I would
2: say it's, say it's PTSD, it. PTSD, right? Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. It's the, I would say... Well, it's also,
0: she has bipolar disorder mm-hmm. as well. and
1: I think that stuff like that can be developed yeah. through trauma. I mm-hmm. don't think you necessarily have to be born. Like, I think, I mean, obviously it's a chemical imbalance and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I think, like, people give too much credit to, like, the... Oh, well, they're just born this way. They were born with that. But it's, like, I can recognize how, like, a lot of issues... Like, I think about this all the time, just, like, in terms of my life, people's lives that I know. I'm, like, I wonder if that event hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. Would they be different? Mm -hmm. Would they be a happier person? Would they be less guarded? Would they, you know, so... Yeah.
0: I like... I almost like the way they kind of reveal that she has this illness as well because it's like at the beginning of the show, you don't, or the beginning of the first song, you don't know because she, it looks, it appears as if she has everything like put, to, put, put together, put together. And she is, you know, the normal mom who uh-huh. is like making the sandwiches. And then like at the end of the song, you just see her making up like doing the bread, bread and yeah. putting it all over the kitchen. And you're like, Oh wait, something's yeah. going on here. And I, I just think that the, the the way they reveal secrets mm-hmm. in the show is like I think every it's done so well every single yeah. time. But
2: I just want to like attest to Natalie like one more thing, um, and it's the fact Natalie's younger. Yeah, right. Than she's,
0: yeah, she's the 16. fact
2: that she's like there's a part when Diana's like you're our, um, perfect like protege or something. Perfect I don't,
0: Pride and joy, our perfect plan. Yeah, pride
2: and joy, not protege. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's like. She was... It kind of sounds like she was just, like, the, like, marriage saver baby. You know Well, no,
1: she literally says it. She she goes, um... In one of her therapy sessions, she goes, We had Natalie to... And I know she knows. Like, that's literally a line of, We had Natalie to save the marriage. Yeah,
2: that's just, like, another thing that... I mean, like, again, drugs are so, so touchy to justify or, like, use justification for drugs as something. But just the fact that, like, she... Like you just said, she's known that is that's yeah. probably like so 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 hard. And to go
0: through your entire life,
2: yeah, feeling like this, like
0: because because she was born two years after the mm-hmm. the incident or whenever after the incident, um, she literally has not known a life where her mother has acknowledged her existence. Yeah. Like Diane even says, like I couldn't hold her in Ugh. in the hospital, like when she was born, I couldn't hold her because. It's so sad. It's, yeah. So, so upsetting. This musical is really a downer. I gotta say it. It's just like one one thing after the other just like keeps like nothing. There's no redemption for anyone. And I I guess like you could say that Diana deciding to leave and get like real help and. Mm -hmm pulling herself out of a toxic situation to try and alleviate some of the pain. Yeah. Even though it's heartbreaking for the family, I guess that is kind of her redemption song a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then, of course, the the family's like, we have to find light in the empty space that she's gone, but, like, she's getting help. So, like, that's a bit of redemption, but as far as, like, throughout the show, it's just, like, hits you with one after the other after the other. I mean, like, she goes through this this episode she tries to get therapy it doesn't work she tries pills they don't work she stops taking them she goes she has another like manic episode she tries she attempts to commit suicide yeah,
2: awful. and
0: then she has to do the electric shock uh can what what is it called what that she does like electric
2: conversion therapy. electric
0: conversion therapy And then she loses her memories and then she, she, they try and like bring them back without bringing up Gabe. And then accidentally the therapist brings Mm -hmm. up Gabe and then she's back at square one. It's just like, there is no like taking a breath in this musical whatsoever. But I think honestly, like it kind of works. Yeah, it, it does. It really hits you really well. Um, does anyone that's I feel like we talked about it, right? Yeah, yeah. we did the thing. Anybody have sure. overall thoughts about it or anything?
2: Um eight point five out of ten. 8. That's <laughs> <good>. Whoa,
0: whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 we'll get to the rating. I have, oh, whole, rating. <laughs> I have a whole system and you <laughs> oh ruined it, Jake. <laughs> um so that. that's the musical, but of course we're gonna talk about our favorite characters, our least favorite characters, the Tony Award-winning moment. We're gonna rate it and we'll talk about our dream cast. So my favorite character is Gabe.
1: Yes. Yeah, me yeah, too. Me too. Oh, I fell okay. in love with him when <laughs> exactly. I was like fourteen. Yeah. I can't really give. It I up. mean, I yeah, that he's
0: kind of like kind of douchey as a ghost or yeah. a figment of her, her imagination or whatever. But like, honestly, like he kind of—I don't know why, but I just feel like his character is the character next to Diana's that I feel like is the most developed, which is so weird, yeah. you know?
2: Because that's where her brain's been for this long, you yeah. Know? Like, true. Truly. True. And that, you said he's kind of douchey, and that's so, like, she created him at this age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, the fact that he's douchey, like, even though, you know, they say he, he's a prince, he's perfect, yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. like, he does have these qualities that are douchey, and it's like, she made that. That's you know? the other
0: thing. It's just, like, when you think about Gabe, you have to think about him through the eyes of Diana. Yeah. It's it's very similar to, like, uh, Evan Hansen and Connor. Like, mm-hmm. everything that, like... I'm talking about Darren Hansen now, but everything that Connor says to Evan Hansen in Disappear is Evan thinking it in his yeah. mind. It's not Connor. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's the same thing in this situation. When she, I mean, when he convinces her to commit suicide, Ugh. like, that's, that's her making him say these things to yeah. her, like, in her, you know, and it's all, like it's very, like, it's very complicated and... Yeah. weird but anyway that's all to say that Gabe is my favorite character um I would have to say my least favorite character in the show is Henry I just don't yeah, think we're he's in agreement, yeah. he doesn't doesn't just he just doesn't serve enough in the show for me and I I, like like I think that like I know that he doesn't like push Natalie to start doing the hard drugs but like he puts the idea in her mind and that's really what like makes her go for it and mm-hmm. then I I don't like that but I don't have He's a very nice to career Natalie, career. but like I don't know. If I had to pick one, he'd be my least favorite.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't have a least favorite. I love Henry.
1: Henry loves Natalie. He's there for her. Yeah.
2: That's true. Um,
1: he didn't he didn't mean for this to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah.
1: Also, it's her choice. You
2: know, no. she it is she, her choice. she chose
1: her path. It's not
0: Oh no, I yeah. agree 100%. I just
2: Um okay, yeah. My favorite's Gabe for sure. And then least favorite If I had to pick one, which I I wasn't sitting there like, ew, I don't like this person. But, like, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm, like, not a Natalie fan. Like, I didn't leave. Like, yay, Natalie. I don't know. That's Um, her. Yeah, I don't...
1: She's kind of a mess.
2: Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not why I don't like her. I just... I don't know. If for any... If I didn't have to like anyone, it would be Mm -hmm. Natalie. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um...
0: And my Tony Award winning moment has got to be the Alice Ripley crazy eyes and I miss them out. Mm. I just think they're so good. And it's yeah. almost like, is she acting right now? Or is she just being Alice? Like, yeah. you know, like Genius. She's so good. But I mean that and then pretty much like anything that she, what are some other, like, I mean her, uh, what's the song where she leaves? So uh, anyway. So anyway, I mean, beautiful. Yeah. I also gorgeous. love um Wish wish You Were Here, mm-hmm. Wish I Was Here, whatever that one's called. Anything that's like heightened with her in it, she does so well. And I mean, clearly, Tony Award obviously wins a Tony Award for that. But yeah. that's my Tony Award winning moment.
2: Do I get one? hmm You get okay. one. And you um, get one too. So I noticed this. Uh, I was watching a video of Kyle Dean Massey <gasps> saying um, There's a <sighs> yes. World. And I don't even know if this show, like, had a choreographer, like, because, I mean, what true dancing was there. Right. But there's this little, like, pas de deux with Kyle D. Massey and Alice Ripley, and There's a World is my favorite song in the show. It's, like, so beautifully haunting and scary, and I don't know, I just really, like, buy it every time I've watched it so far. And there's this little piece of choreography in their duet, and... Kyle Dean, like, puts his one arm on Alice Ripley's opposite arm. And then he takes his other arm and slowly, like, goes down her arm from her forearm down to, like, the veins on her wrist. And it was so, like, terrifying to watch. And it's the moment when the doctor starts talking about, like, what she's done with razors. And I literally was sitting there, like, that is so simple and genius. And if I truly wasn't being, like, analytical right now, I would not have noticed that. Right. And it was, like... I literally was like, oh my god, I made mean, Kelsey and watch, Genevieve watch it, like, <laughs> twice. It was... I was like, you guys seen this, right? Like, I'm not making this up. Yeah, I so know. So good. That moment, Tony Award. Again, dear.
0: like, why... Best direction? Like, why not? Who Come done? on. Yes. <laughs> Who did it to him?
1: Um, I would say... I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be like, this is a Tony Award winning moment. But I like the line in the very last song when Alice Ripley, Diana, that character says, um... And you find out you don't have to be happy at all to be happy or alive. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that yeah. really just ties it all together. It's, like, as sad and awful as, like, the show was. Yeah. You land on, like, a moving forward note. Mm-hmm. Then, like, right. a,
0: yeah. So. Definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. And now we're going to rate the show. <laughs> I, well, we already know what Jake's is. But you have to think of something to, like, to, to give it. So, like, oh, yeah. I am going to give it 7 out of 10 Alice Ripley crazy eyes
1: and I'll give it I'll, I'll agree with you it's an 8.5 out of 10 aftershocks what
2: what's the second part
0: so you just like you pick something from the you
2: know the um, 8.5 <laughs> out of 10 he's not here <laughs> Does
0: that work? Sure. 8.5 out of 10, he's not here.
1: I'm like 8.5% sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure.
0: Wait, I'm so confused. No, you're yeah, it's it's
1: okay. right. I was confused. We'll explain too. it later, Jake. Okay, okay. It's okay,
0: it's okay. okay. Um, and so now this is my favorite part of when we talk about the musicals because I love casting people in things.
2: Oh, yes.
0: It's my, oh, I love it. But there was one character that I literally just couldn't cast. I looked. At actors for day di- I'm really bad at typing these types of characters. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll get to it when we get to it. But for Diana, I have Stephanie J. Block Okay. or Katrina Link. Okay. And I really I my initial thought was Rachel Bay Jones.
2: Yeah.
0: But she just played her in the Kennedy Center. Uh, and I like to pick people who haven't played them yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: also like Marin Maisie. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, but oh she was, God. you
2: know, I don't know why I kind of, I haven't picked a dad yet, but I I envisioned a mixed family Mm -hmm. and I don't know why, but I just like the vocals I think would be so interesting in, in her voice is Audra.
0: I had Audra here first and I was like, I was like, I don't know. I just don't know if Audra like fits it like perfectly. But like, I literally wrote down, she would be the act. She would kill the act. Yeah.
2: And then like as her son, Isaac Cole Powell. Like Ooh, I think that would be crazy. I boy. thought about him too. Yeah.
0: I wasn't sure if I wanted to give him Henry or or Gabe, but I mean, like Yeah, I gave him
2: Gabe. Yeah. Um, I just think that would be so like fitting. I, yeah, I don't know. Amazing.
1: Alright, hear me out. It might be bad, but Adina Manzela's Diana.
0: Bye. <laughs> Interesting.
1: <laughs> I feel like she could
2: do it. <laughs> it's
0: got some like if them vibes. Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah. something about
2: if them right now.
0: Um Natalie, I said Allie Stroker.
2: Oh, I don't know why, okay. but like, I, think be, I think she might
0: be. That a would tangible, also be really like, cool,
2: like just like what she has yeah. as an actress. Like, imagine her still being on the back burner with Diana, like with yeah. all that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I, I know, like that. That's so cool. Um, I'm trying to think of a good dad. All right, hear me out for Natalie. Okay.
1: Genevieve Taylor. <laughs> okay,
0: bye.
1: Um, Every, oh, anyway. no, Andrew, oh, Matthew Morrison.
0: Not for Natalie. For, Nat- for
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love Matthew, it.
0: Matthew Morrison for Natalie. Tell us more. <laughs>
2: Dude. What about... I don't know. Her voice could be really interesting and I feel like she would fit the angst as like Lauren Patton.
0: Yeah, I know yeah. about her too. I literally was like... Oh, Elizabeth Stanley would be great, Diana. Laura Patton would be yeah. great. I was like, I'm literally casting Jaggy Little Pill right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, the only person I really couldn't cast was Dan. I could not think of someone. I'm so bad at typing that cast of like mm-hmm. that, like that type of like, actor yeah i thought about maybe like brian stokes mitchell mm-hmm. but i don't i don't even know well,
1: like i i meant matthew morrison for dan that's matthew why morrison. i said dan. him okay <laughs> i didn't actually mean for natalie <laughs>
2: um i don't know maybe um no I'm, I'm i'm revoking that i was gonna say norbert leo butts, but yeah i i don't i don't like it actually mm-hmm. I mean, maybe norbert leo Butts. Ten years ago. Yeah. that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're gonna. Hey
0: get now. Hey now.
2: This is what. I
0: was <laughs> <use. laughs> the same
2: thing. Um. Okay, he would be so good at it, but I don't know, like, what he's doing. Oh, he owns a theater in Arizona now. But Matt Cavanaugh, like the original, Ooh. um, or not original. Oh my God. Broadway revival Tony, um, Urban Cowboy, mm-hmm. um, Death Takes a Holiday. I think now he'd be really good in that role. Mm. The vocals would be insane for sure yeah um yeah
0: for Gabe I I thought of Isaac Powell as yeah. well but I was like I don't know but I, I I feel like I say this man and every everyone knows mm-hmm. that I love him um I say he's in all my dream cast, but Derek Plano would oh be a great God. Gabe um
1: <laughs> I like um uh he might be a little old now sorry not to be rude but um Anthony Ramos
0: oh yeah I don't think mm. he'd be too, yeah. I don't think he's too no. old Um, he would also be a good Henry, I think. Yeah.
1: Um, Like a young, a young Anthony Ramos.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for Henry, I said Ryan McCartan.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, I'm also on this jaggy little pill kick, so I'm going to think of someone else. Um, I know.
1: (laughs) Um. I feel like I, this is terrible. I just, I feel like I don't know any young actors right now.
2: Like any mm -hmm. young man. Yeah. Jake Schuster. I'll do it. Y'all got to check for me. Come on. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anyone, um, oh, I just had some, oh, you know what, um, I had one, he's gone, never mind, forget it, Alright,
0: anyway, and then for the doctor, I said Cheyenne Jackson, because, you know, the doctor in my mind, he just has to look pretty.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he doesn't I have don't... any, he doesn't have any, like, qualities where I'm like, oh, it has, it has to be this actor, but Shine yeah. Cheyenne, Cheyenne Jackson is a great singer, actor, and he's really pretty, so. Yeah,
2: I buy that. Um, I feel like he could literally be anyone. Yeah, right? (laughs) Doctor's underrated.
0: Doctor is underrated.
2: He's... Love that man.
0: (laughs) Alright, well that's the Dreamcast, everyone, and that wraps up the musical. (laughs) So this was fun yeah, to chat with you guys. Normally I'm just talking to myself and I'm like, see, this works, but maybe this is. It. But it's nice to have like people to play devil's advocate yeah. and to like have different opinions and to yeah. have an actual conversation about these musicals and not just me rambling on. Time and time again. Anyway, um, so now we're gonna move into another segment, which I love. You guys know I'm very competitive. This is the game portion yes. of the podcast. We love games in this household. Today we are playing Broadway Mad Gabs. Oh my Not god! Not Mad Libs, Jake. <laughs> Mad Gabs. And if you don't up. know what this game is, it's basically um, it's a you get basically a series of nonsense words that sound similar to a popular phrase or something like that. And you have to try and put the nonsense words together to figure out what the phrase is. And so we are playing Broadway Mad Gap since this is a theater podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're just going to Go around the horn. I've got some set up, and uh, these are names of musicals. So, okay. um, just like be ready for that. We'll just go. We'll just go around. All right. So, for example, um, I would say or horse lion," and you have to try and figure out like what that phrase is. So, like you could say it fast. You could say core <laughs> Wow, it's hard. Kind of hard to say fast. core horse lion." Corn
2: horse lion.
0: A
1: cor- horse line.
0: A chorus line. Wait, shoot. <laughs> chorus line. Okay. Well, anyway, it's a chorus line. <laughs> is cor- the answer?
1: A cor- horse
0: line. A chorus yeah. line.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I so
0: it. the w- the answer is a chorus line. Yes. Yeah. So that's how the game is played. Okay. So I'll start. And I'll give it to both. Either of you can like, we buzz in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just goes, like, okay. like I don't know, hit me on the shoulder or something. Okay, uh, okay. but top, you top, know, top. like, <laughs> kindly <laughs> hit me on the shoulder. Okay, ship, Gakko. Go. Chicago. Okay, I feel like it's bad. if You guys like can't see this. Okay, actually, you guys are gonna play and I'm gonna host. So I'm gonna hide the words so that you can't see. You don't have to hide it.
2: I just won't look. I didn't know we could see
0: the answer. So okay. That was Chicago. You are correct, Jake. So the next one is Hum Holton. Hey, you have to buzz. Genevieve has to buzz. I buzz. Okay, yeah. Gen- Jake, Jake, It's. It's. we're 2 0. Ready? Is everyone ready
2: to buzz? Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. I love
2: okay. It.
0: Do the five years.
2: The last but five years. I tapped first.
0: Oh, okay. Genevieve just slapped them! Mad <laughs> at me! Anyway, I said you bastard. Showca- okay. You cheated. <laughs> you have to tap first.
2: Tap, not slap. Tap, not
0: slap, Genevieve. Okay. Furrow, lemur, darn, Thoroughly
2: modern Millie.
0: Know, How did you, did you sure get that?
2: that? I, was like, <laughs> what that I
0: literally do? was sitting here I was like, what is this? But it's that was very good. clear. I don't it's know. Fair. It's thoroughly modern Millie. Alright. So, uh, I don't even know what the score is, but Jake's winning. Okay.
2: 3 1.
0: Manalempancha. What? I know what it is. Manalempancha.
2: Pancha. Man of the I deaf first. No, I think she did.
0: Oh. <laughs> so, well. Jennifer gets the point. Okay. I will say, kids, I will say who hit first. Thank you. Okay. Havita. Havita.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she said. <laughs> Who goes first? <laughs> you.
0: Yeah, Point we, revoked. Jennifer we, we slapped me first. Though? Well, not I'm slapping again. you because I'm well, talking well, No, no, first. no, no, there's no slapping <laughs> allowed. No slapping allowed. My <laughs> <truth>. <laughs> oh my God, I okay, that. Um. I think it's like I'll give you four and I'll give you three. So that's fun. Okay, raw COVID shifts. Rock of ages. Okay. i we've got five to three. Five mm-hmm. to three. Sure, seat boys.
2: Jersey boys. Okay, go on. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> Five to four. Okay, what are we playing to? Oh. We're playing six. <laughs> Five to four.
2: Like, I thought that was my was like, Five to four. In the deck. i of course
0: Anyway, okay, we'll play the like, we'll play to seven. That's a good number. Okay. Okay, okay. Um. Some think or often.
2: Something wrong. I just, I just said, I don't <laughs> know, yeah. I was
1: like something rotten.
0: <laughs> okay, um, you've got six. Yeah. All right, so you've got four. So I'm too bad. Okay, here we go. This is this is this could be game point right game here.
2: Game
0: point. Game point. Funum. Funum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You guys are so. I played this. My brother and I had a podcast once upon a time, yeah. and we played this, and he's horrible at phonetics. So oh like, I would be sitting here like fawn he like, he'd be like fawn go oh my <laughs> so god funny. okay uh five six five to six all right here we go decor lore pure pale <laughs> you didn't even hear me Hear at all decor lore pure
2: pale the color purple
0: that's what it is i was gonna redemption DVD. redemption. Okay, well. Okay, we'll we'll do one more, more. more, but it's seven to five, so he's so
1: excited. Give me two more chances. Give me a chance. Give
0: me a chance.
2: So, Ted Town.
0: Lame his hurry block. Lame (laughs-) his (laughs) araba. The way you said it with an accent. Lame Lame his araba. Alright, I'm tired of being slapped. So, Jake, ding ding ding. Yay! Jake's our dinner. Yay! genius of the world. Alright, that is the game portion. And, Jake. To wrap up the podcast, I have an advice column that I give to all of the the friendly people who listen to this podcast. A piece of advice that I learned while getting my BFA that I thought that was, like, really just, like, valuable for life or for the career in theater in general or anything. And so I just like to end it on a nice, light note and just some, like, friendly advice and everything. So that's what this segment is. Okay. All right. So my advice for today... Is with my two little friends Aww. on my podcast inspired it. Today's advice is surround yourself with people who bring out the best in you. Um, there is so much toxicity in this world, mm-hmm. and trust me, you don't want to be a part of it. Especially if you are going into yeah. the theater profession, there is a lot of toxic happen, toxic things happening. Oh, wow. That you want to surround yourself with people who are uplifting, who bring out the best in you, who make you want to be a positive person or a better person, and who challenge you, too. Like, you don't want to just be around people who, you know, you're always at the top of everything, Mm -hmm. or... I mean, that's a weird way to put it, but, like, you want to surround yourself with people who are, like, actively... Doing things to, like, make you yeah. be a better person. It's
2: always good to strive for something. Right,
0: right, right. Um. So if you have that, like, person who, like, you know you're hanging out with and they're not, mm-hmm. like, they're making you do things you're uncomfortable with, bringing out, like, bad sides of you, take a minute, reflect. It's horrible to drop people for sure, but, like, you have to, like, look at it and see... What is going to be better for me in the long yeah. run? And what's how can I put the best version of myself into the world? And who are the people I can surround myself with to bring that person out? Yeah, and so that's the advice for the week. Um, sometimes it's deep, sometimes it's as simple as that. But, um, you have anything to say, Miss Genevieve?
1: No, on that? Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think that you guys bring out good qualities
2: about me Aww. and
0: this was a very very fun podcast i really enjoyed I it we just time. had like a great like chat session i'm normally not so giggly people are seeing my <laughs> real personality <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but because um, we bring
2: out the best oh
0: <laughs> look at that all right well guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you want to find me personally you can find me on instagram at underscore kelsey mcfall underscore or on tiktok at kelsey mc137 Jake, do you
2: have anything to plug? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Jake <laughs> underscore Schuster, S-C-H-U-S-T-E-R underscore follow. I'll follow back. Um, TikTok, same name, um, or you can find it under Jakey Aiky Heart. Um,
0: hey, that's book. hilarious. <laughs> he's,
2: I'm,
0: he's, like, kind of a little bit TikTok Yeah, gamers. I'm, like,
2: I'm, like, C-list celebrity TikTok Jake is, gamers, like,
0: everything so. that I want to be on TikTok, like, I Come just, on. like, am trying to reach that level of fame. and I'm not there yet. But he's so funny. All of his stuff is really funny.
2: Follow me for sure. Yeah. I'll follow back.
0: Genevieve? You can follow
1: my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything impressive on there, but uh, at Genevieve underscore Taylor at Instagram.
0: All right. And that is the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Mwah.